topic on tonight is the benefits of confessed sin. The benefits of confessed sin. When we explore the word benefit, it's an advantage or profit gain from something. A payment or gift made by an employer, the state or an insurance company. Benefits are for your sake for your interest and for your welfare. It's something that produces good or helpful results or promote well-being. It brings about accomplishments. It brings about achievements and allowance. Daniel said the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They shall prevail and succeed. When we examine the word of confessions, a form of statement that one is guilty of a crime, to tell or make known something such as something wrong or damaging to oneself. To acknowledge one's sin to God through the saving power of Jesus Christ. The heartfelt confession must be made before the benefits are enjoyed. They are, there are major steps of true confession. You got to examine your conscience. Be sincerely sorrow. For your sins. Confess, acknowledge without excuses for your sins. Resolve to admin your life. After you confess, learn and do according to the scriptures. These steps need our most undivided attention to gain God's unmerited favor. Now we must discover the true benefits of confession by the word of God and how you do yourself a disservice and harm for hiding what you really can't hide from the eyes of God. Get an understanding how the word of God covers and cleanse you from your sins. So there are benefits in confessing to God. Come on, somebody. I know it's not, don't feel, uh, it's not popular. Or I know it don't feel like something that you want to do, you know, Nobody wants to talk to God about their wrong. But guess what? We can't get it right unless we talk about the wrong. Yeah. 
Amen. And then after we done discussed it with God, then we begin to reap the benefits from God. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1 right quick. And the verse is 18 through 20. Let's read the 18th verse. Come now and let us reason together, said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. First of all, he letting me know that I already know your condition. And I'm reason, I, I, I am willing to sit down and reason with you so that we can get this corrected and get you on the right path. And then he said, and when we get through talking, 19 verse 8, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has. We're not talking about something that the preacher said. We're not talking about something that the prophet said. We are talking about what came out of the mouth of God. Amen. God's message is always come now. Regardless of what we do, his message still remains the same. Come to me. Come let us reason together. Stop procrastinating and learn to talk it over with me. We can, you know, it's, it, 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 it's funny that we can talk to anybody except when it comes down to talking to God. Amen. And God ought to be the first one we can talk to. Why you say that? Because he's the only one that can forgive. Your cousin, your auntie, your uncle, your brother, your sister, can't nobody forgive you. Can't nobody forgive you but God. Amen. Hypothetically, I might do something wrong to Lamont and say, Lamont, I'm sorry. Lamont might say, I forgive you. As soon as I turn around and walk away, Lamont said, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so. So guess what? I really didn't get no forgiveness from Lamont. I just got words from Lamont. You see what I'm saying? But God just don't speak words. He carries out actions. Did that make sense? You will find out that he is reasonable but true. He is forgiving but firm. Oh, Lord have mercy. The problem comes is 
We don't mind God forgiving us, but God is firm about what he says. And, and, and has the awesome ability to wash away the wrong infraction. But he said, before I wash you, I want you to stop. Before I wash you, I don't want you to go back. And then when y'all reason together, uh-huh, and y'all come into an agreement, then he turns around and then he washes us from the infraction. Then he says, if you be willing, you come in agreement with me and follow my instruction, your life will benefit from this intervention. Anybody in here life has not benefited from knowing God? Huh? I guess nobody but me. Nobody in here life can benefit from knowing who God is and knowing God. You gonna know what you benefited from since you known God. You're a whole lot further up the road than where you was. Come on, somebody. You're doing a whole lot better in your mind and in your heart than you was before you knew God. People will remind you of who you were. But God will wipe it away and not be brought up again before him. People are bringing it up, but the thing about it is, that don't matter. God said he won't bring it up. That's what does matter. He reminds you of who you are and not who you was. People will remind you of who you are. God reminds you of who you is. So we have to go with the better benefits of knowing that God knows who we are. Confession is good for the soul and removes a heavy load. Have you ever felt it when you went to God and you felt God heard you and God listened to you and God gave you forgiveness and gave you? Don't you recall that load getting lighter? Have you noticed the burden of your mind got lighter? Because God removed something. He removed something supernatural. Come on, somebody. He didn't have to go in your closet to get it. Huh? He spoke to your sins and said, be gone. Lord, have mercy. Huh? He didn't have to go to nobody and get them from somebody else that belonged to you. He just told your sins to be gone. It's time to get some David sins. Y'all know some David sins? So I'm 51. Huh? Have mercy on me, O oh God. According to your love and kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercy, 
Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Uh, when he said wash me thoroughly, there are some baths that folks call splish splash. You know, they splash it under the arm and splash it hit the high points. Huh? But David said, God, don't leave nothing out. Wash me thoroughly. Because guess what? There's some stuff that I hide, Lamont. Come on, somebody. You get the splish splash, and guess what? Your toes is still stained. You still got some musty feet. You need to be clean from the, the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Come on now. Cleanse me from my sin. For I, here, here's the key. For I acknowledge, I confess of my transgression, and my sins is ever before me. David said, I done it, God, I did it, I did it. I tried to ignore it, but your prophet came and showed it to me, brought it to my face. Yes, Lord, I done it. He didn't find no, he didn't say nothing about it. If Bathsheba hadn't been up on that roof, Lord, it would never happen. It, it was on David. God said, it was on you, David. We can't put our sins off on somebody else. We already knew what we was about to get into. Huh? Amen. And the only way that we can get it corrected is face up to it. David said, against thee and thee only have I sinned. Huh? And done this even in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desired the truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. But look at what David said. Purge me with his soap, and I shall be clean. Wash me. And I shall be white as snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. That the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. <laughs> we got to get to the point to where, guess what? We can get past our failures and our sins and get us some rejoicing spirit in God. Amen. Go to Isaiah 44. Verses 21 and 23. Let's read them, please. Remember thee, O Jacob. Am I in the right place? Uh, okay. Remember thee, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant. I have formed thee, thou art my servant, O Israel. Thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out. Wow. Blotted out. If you blot something out, you can't, you can't read it no more. You blot something out, you can't see what it was. 
Come on, somebody. You may see what the imprint of it was, but what it actually was, you don't see it no more. As a thick cloud, thy transgressions, and as a cloud, thy sin. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Oh, God said, return unto him because he have already paid the price for you and I. He have already blotted out our transgressions. Come on now. Just like Israel, sometimes we forget about who did what. It was God that got us this far. It's going to take God to take us farther. He said that we are the redeemed. Amen. The enemy tried to keep this block from our mind that we are the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. All we got to do is just come to God and reason with him. Not them. He said, remember you are my servant. It was I that formed you and had not forgotten you. It was God that caused you to come into existence. It was God that blotted out the many transgressions and your sins. God is saying, it is I that redeemed you. See what? Look at the benefits you received. Come on now. He blotted out your transgressions and your sin. Then he turned around and he gave you another benefit. I redeem you. Wow. We got a whole lot to rejoice in God about. Amen. Your redemption hasn't ran out. It don't get old. It don't get weak. Only part about it is we get weak. He said, so return to me, the lover of your soul. God said, I am the redeemer, the one that formed you from the womb. It's by me, by my will, that you are here. I make all things. I stretched out the heavens and I spread it out the earth by myself. If God did that by himself the month, I don't know nothing that he can't do. If God can stretch out the heavens, huh? Come on now. And spread the earth, he ought to be able to save me. Amen. But I got to come together with him and reason. Huh? In other words, when he said reason, you got to listen. Let's go to Exodus. Uh, now. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. Then we'll back up to Exodus. Acts 3. Verses 19 through 21. Are we there? First of all, the apostle said, repent. That is the first stage of your returning to God. 
is we have to repent. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. We want those sins blotted out because when it comes time to come face to face to God, you don't want to have nothing on your card. You might, the, the imprint of what you did may show up, but you want God to be being unblocked out what is written on your card. Come on, somebody. You know how you can take some white out and you can white something out, and, and, but guess what? When you write something back in there, you can tell that there was something else there before you made that change. Am I right? You want God to wipe yours out, huh? So it's unreadable to him. Don't make no difference how somebody else see it. You want it to be unreadable to God. That when he blotted out, you want God to blot it out with the blood of Jesus Christ. That he don't see nothing but the blood, not your sin. He said that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. You and I got to make sure that we do a repentance, huh? change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean, pardoned of your guiltiness. Guilty, but pardoned. The time of refreshing means recovering from the effects of your past living, being revived, may come from the presence of the Lord that a refreshing is of the Holy Ghost. We need to be refreshed by the spirit of the living God. Amen. Then we know we can run on and see what the end going to be. Huh? When God give you a refreshing, then guess what? You can get you some strength to move on to the next, through the journey. Amen. And every time we get the feeling like we're falling down, we need to tell God, refreshing me all over again, God. Come on now. Light some more fire up under me. Amen. So I can keep it a moving. Go to Exodus 34. Don't you think at any, at, at any time that you don't need the Lord to refresh in you? Huh? Come on, somebody. And please, don't let us go without getting these infractions blotted out. Amen? Because guess what? If we don't get them blotted out, they're still alive. Them fractions, them, them fractions are still held to our account. Ability. Amen. It don't matter how we look like Lamont. 
Don't matter how we look like we ain't done nothing. Come on, somebody. But God said, come and put your hands up because you know you're guilty. Come on, somebody. Exodus 34, verses 5. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundance in goodness and truth. Look at all what you're getting from God. You still looking for a dollar and a dime, car in the house, and maybe two to three pair of shoes, but you're missing out on the luxury of living. And the luxury of living is for you to come under the mercies of God, for he is merciful, he is gracious, he is long-suffering, and abundance in goodness and truth. Come on, somebody. That's what you want to get from God. Amen. That's the only thing that's going to really benefit you. Then he said, keeping mercy for a thousand, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, Upon the children's children unto the third and the fourth generation. Look at the mercies of God. Huh? My God. His mercy don't run out. His forgiveness don't run out. But guess what? You got to take it to him. You got to take it to him and give it to him. We want to take it to God, but... God, can I keep, can I keep the top? <laughs> uh, the top got sentimental values to it. You better sentimental on out of hell. Come on, now. Come on now. And let God have it all. Uh, I know sometimes it gets rough and tough. But that's when you got to put your boxing gloves on. Because we got to fight through this. And we're at a time now that we got to fight even the most of them. Huh? The battle is picking up, y'all. Y'all didn't know? The fight is getting heavier. Amen. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth. And what did he do? He worshiped. Huh? He worshiped. He knew what it was going to take to get him through. He got to learn how to worship God. If we're going to learn what's going to get us through, we got to learn how to worship God. Amen. We got to worship God in the beauty of holiness. He worshiped. And he said, If now I have found grace in thy sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us, for it is a stiff-necked people. Y'all know how we get stiff-necked Huh? God started trying to turn them big heads and your neck jumped.
He's trying to turn your head to the right. You constantly want to look to the left. So you just won't let that neck pop to the right. Hmm. Wow. But Lord, we are a stiff-necked people and pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us for an inheritance. Even then, Moses had the sense to know how to confess. You and I must confess or we can't get the help. Huh? Now, he said that he tore down the middle wall of the petition, right? Then he turned around and said he became your high priest, right? And then he turned around and said that he made a for you to come to the throne, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may get so guess what if you don't go to the high priest how in the world is we going to get the help we need you know what we got to stop acting like ain't nothing wrong with us come on somebody if you ain't got dirt in your fingernails, you got mud between your toes. Something about you is still dirty. Come on, somebody. It could be the way we think, the way we react. Attitudes is a problem. Amen. And before we leave here, God gonna have to straighten up attitudes or somebody ain't gonna fly. In this course, Moses is letting him know, God know, what they needed done in order for them to come and inheritance of God. All of this stuff must take place for us to be an inheritance of God. We gotta get some stuff blotted out. We got to loosen up that stiff neck we got. We got to get some pardon of our iniquity because we are guilty. Can I put it plain? You're a fool if you walk around here thinking ain't nothing wrong with you. Because you ain't doing fooling yourself. Moses asked to see God's glory. Mm-mm. Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, God of mercy and gracious and slow to anger and abundance and loving kindness and truth. Guess what? You just seen the glory of God. When God showed you mercy, you seen his glory. Come on, somebody. When he came and pardoned your sin, you seen his glory. When God gives his long-suffering and goodness and forgiveness to you, you have been a part of the glory of God. Because if it wasn't for the glory of God, you could not have received it. 
we want to say, Lord, show me something. Show me something. Girl, he didn't show you a whole lot. Amen. Your eyes just was closed. Huh? And then not only that, he gave you forgiveness and he gave you a revelation of truth. And you talking about the glory of God? Then he turned around and he going to forgive your children and your grandchildren and your grandchildren grandchildren. And you want to see the glory of God? You right in the midst of the glory of God. Amen. If I found favor. If I found favor, Lord, look at all them that found favor with God. Because we could have been worse shaped than where we, huh? We could have been messed up, mind blown. Come on now. As a, as a, as a, uh, just for lack of words in the mind of back in the hood. I just said you back in the hood, your mind back in the hood. Yeah. Come on now. So these are some of the benefits of confessing our sins unto God. I'm going to drop down to Psalm 103 because it's, it's loaded. And I don't think we, we always uh, recite it, but I don't think we uh, really understand all that is loaded in that past description. Amen? And notice the position that you be in to receive these benefits. It's loaded with benefits. Let's start with the first verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget what did he tell you not to do? Don't you forget the benefits that go along with blessing God from your soul. And the third verse says, Who forgiven all of thine all. So one of the benefits is you got some forgiveness. Then the second benefit was, Who healed all of thy disease. Then he turned around and said, who redeemed thy life from destruction? Wow. We sure know what's messed up there, wasn't we? Uh, we were running down a road that was going nowhere. Huh? Amen. We were running down a road that was set for disaster. The next one he said, who crowned thee with love and kindness and tender mercy. And you want to see the glory of God and he done already crowned you huh, with love and kindness and tender mercy. 
Then he said, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like an eagle. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are wow. Look at how we are loaded with benefits. Huh? Amen. Even when your mind was about to quack out from, uh, from oppression and depression, God stepped in. Yeah. Kept you from blowing your mind. Yeah. Then I put it, kept you from going cuckoo. Because all it takes is just a snap for you to go cuckoo. Yes. Amen. Amen. But God kept you from snapping. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It wasn't you. You wasn't strong enough to keep yourself. It was God. You know that the enemy can cook, put enough pressure on you in the month that you will blow your mind in a New York second. It was God that kept us yes. from going over the hill. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Notice that. I gave Moses the instruction, but I showed the children of Israel what I can do. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> he told it to Moses, but he showed it to the children of Israel. Because see, some of you ain't going to believe a lesson you see. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Oh, now we sure enough ought to get We sure enough ought to get some running in our feet right here. Slow to anger. Plenty of mercy. Huh? He will not always child. Neither will he keep his anger forever. You ought to have a shout in the camp that God ain't kept his anger at you. Huh? You better be glad that he was slow to anger. Because Lamont, I know that we done stuff that'll make a uh, the house stand up on a dog's back. And God said, I was slow to anger. I should have got you, but I let you go. Huh? I should have disposed of you, but I kept you. My God, my God. He had not dealt with us after our sin. Because huh? if he dealt with us after what we've been done, I don't think we would be here. Huh? Come on, somebody. I don't think that we would even want, if he dealt with us according to our sin, I don't think we, even, we would even want to approach God from the back door. There's no going to the front door. Huh? Where it said, where the scripture said, enter into his courts with praise and thank you, we'd be saying, no, I don't think I want to go in there. Huh? Because I'm going to go in the presence of the living God. I don't want to go in there, Antina. I got too much on my books. 
Come on, somebody. Come on. Hey, y'all know what I'm talking about now. I I I call myself hiding too much from him. No way. Can't go in there, James. But thanks be to God that he is slow to anger, plenty of mercy, huh? And neither he gets angry forever. He don't stay angry. He has not dealt with us after our sin, nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. Oh, if he rewarded us according to our iniquity, guess what? Oh, we've been found our place in hell. Come on now. Without an opportunity to get out. If he dealt with us according to our iniquity. But the part that I love the most is for heaven is high above the earth. So great is my mercy toward them that fear me. <laughs> you mean to tell me that God said just the same as the distance between earth and glory? Huh? It's the same kind of mercy I got for them that fear me? Lord have mercy. And you looking for what benefits that you get from God? Come on now. He said, as far as the east is from the west, they can't even come together. So far had I removed our transgressions from us. He removed it as far as the east is from the west. That they never collide. They never come in contact with each other. God said, I can fix it so you don't have to come in contact with your Wow. You mean to tell me that's kind of God he serves? Your brother might say, yeah, Jane, you done it. God said, yeah, Jane, but I forgot Thank you, Jesus. So who's going to have the weight of the matter? The weight of the matter is going to be what God said. Amen. Stop worrying about what folks say. Amen. Y'all don't want to ride with your head on down what folks said they know about you. So what? I know something about you. You black. You know what you can tell them, but you know what? I got sense enough to go to them and confess. Man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Then when the month gets to the month, you ain't black no more. You just chop. <laughs> 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 Come on now. All we got to do is make sure we go there to get the answer. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. God has a way to uplift the spirit of his people 
if they go to him and reason with him. That makes sense? Well, David chose not to complain about life, but to focus on his attention on how good and gracious God is. While praising God for his glorious acts, David lists the praises of God, giving God plenty of thanks for his benefits. Forgiveness, healing, redemption, loving kindness, tender mercy, provision, righteousness, justice, grace, and patience with him. Oh, y'all be saying, Lord, have patience with me. Because I know you ain't through with me yet. Oh, I did it, God, but have patience with me, Lord. Help me, Lord, on my way, because I know I need your help. Mm, mm, mm. Let's go to Hebrew chapter 9. Verses 11 through 15. Over there. Let's read them, please. But Christ become the high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctified the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself up without spot to God, purging your conscience from dead works to serve. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgression that was under the First Testament, that which were called might receive the promise Oh, so he didn't become your mediator. Huh? He didn't become your lawyer. Huh? He pleads your... He, wait a minute. You mean he pleads your case before God? Did he tell God, give me a little more time with him? I got him right to the point that I'm about to get through to him. I think I'm making somewhere with him, God. Don't remove him now. Give me some more time. Come on now. I know their head is hard sometimes. But God, I'm dealing with that. Ain't that amazing? Ain't that amazing? That God is still trying to deal with our hard heads. Somebody ought to say that. Because you know we got some hard heads. Come on, somebody. Amen. So God 
is still, Jesus is still dealing with us, being our mediator, being our lawyer, our go-between, trying to get us to glory, to where he said that the goats and the calf, the blood of the goats and the calf, they did not remove your sins. They just covered them for another year. No? But Jesus said, I did it for one time and one time only. So when I did it, it was for good. When I did it, it was for life. When I did it, it's for eternity. Amen. I don't have to get up on the cross every year. Come on, somebody. I did it one time, and one time was enough. Amen. And guess what? He did it for you and me. Go to 19, verse to 22nd, right quick. Almost all things. Nope, 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 nope. Back up. For when Moses had spoken, every precept to all the people, the coin, oh, the word still had to be taught. You still had to hear the word of God. Amen. Folks don't want to get to church, but you still got to hear the word of God before you get out of here. The gospel still got to be preached. When Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats and with water and scarlet wool and hyssop. Sound kind of familiar what David said, wasn't it? And sprinkled it both the book and the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God had enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. You better be glad that Jesus had enough blood left over for you. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. You better be glad that he sprinkled his blood over Carrying around looking for that helper to be sprinkled on. But I don't need no helper. I need Jesus. I don't need no calf. I need Jesus. Come on, somebody. Because if I got to go by the law, the money it only lasts for a year. Amen. I need that which lasts forever. I need that which Jesus supplies. Rules and rituals can never clean your heart. It only accomplished by the blood of Jesus Christ. It clears our conscience. It frees us from the sting of death. And can live and we can live to serve God. Free from the power of sin. All of this work is done by Jesus Christ. He's our Savior, He's our Redeemer, our Deliverer, and our Waymaker. And a very present help in the time of trouble. Come on, somebody. 
You better run to your mediator. You better run to Jesus. Come on, somebody. They declared that he was the author and the finisher of our faith. You better run to him. Amen. If you would. Go to Mark chapter 1. Verses 4 through 11. Are we there? First of all, we'll back up to verse 3 so we'll know John's position. John's position was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Now guess what? Jesus ain't even died yet, but John knew that the remission of sin had to be preached. Amen. Then he said, And there went out unto him all in the land of Judah, and they of Jerusalem were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan. Confess. What did they do? Confessing their sin. If you say you ain't got none, ain't no point you, uh, you don't need washing. If you ain't dirty. Huh? Come on, somebody. If you came here squeaky clean, and all that lie, he said, because you was born in iniquity. <laughs> and John was clothed with camel hair and with a girdle of skin about his loin, and did eat locusts and wild honey, and preached, saying, Here cometh one mightier than I. After me, the latches of his shoes, I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water. But he shall baptize you with the... Now, the prophet declared that you had to have waters of baptism and you had to be spiritually born before it even happened. He said, because the one is coming, he ain't got here yet, but he's on his way to the Jordan River. That's going to be the one that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So you stop letting folks fool you that you don't need the Holy Ghost. Because guess what? If Jesus said that he got to baptize you with the Holy Ghost, you better get it before you leave him. Come on now. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan. So now that tells us we can't omit water baptism. Because huh? if the king had to be baptized, come on somebody, if the Savior had to be baptized, 
and he will set an example for us, we must be baptized too. Amen. Now, this new age is saying you ain't got to be baptized. This new age is not passing water baptism. This new age is getting a little covered. Something a little water on you. Jesus got some mercy. John submerged him in water huh, at the Jordan River. Okay, let, 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 let's see what happened. What, what verse we was on? And straightway coming up out of the water. He came up out of the water. So if he came up out of the water, he first had to go down in the water. Am I right? He came up out of the water and he saw the heavens open and a spirit like a dove descended. Now, guess what? You wasn't born with it. The heavens had to be open. It opened for it to come down on Jesus. The heavens got to be open for it to come down on you. So if you're going to get the Holy Ghost, it's got to come from above. It did not come in already in your sinful nature. Not at all. Come on, somebody. And you ought to be able to witness to that because you ain't saved no more. There's a change in you. Come on, somebody. So then... When the heavens opened up and the spirit like a dove descended up on him and there came a voice from heaven saying whom I am well pleased. This voice came from heaven and spoke to Jesus. Wow. Better let God speak to you. You better let him speak in your life. We ain't got much more time to hear his voice. Amen. We ain't got much time to hear his voice because after a while, when his wrath comes, he won't be talking no more. He's going to be through talking. The only thing he thought in the back and tell us at the end of the month, when I was willing to talk, you wasn't willing to listen. Now, I don't want to talk. Is that something? So, here, Jesus and John the Baptist was identifying with what must take place for us to get the glory. Amen. And I don't know if the scholars, the teachers, and the preachers missed it. But they was a representation of what it was going to take for us to get the glory. Amen. You're going to have to be baptized and receive the Spirit of God. 
fraud.